Guys, I am so excited for you to listen to today's episode. Before we do, Golly Dating 101, all right? Too many of y'all have not purchased this book yet. Go ahead and do that. If you have, leave a review on Amazon. But today's author, Tara, does an amazing job. Honestly, believe so. I, can you even see this? Surrender your story. This is a beautiful book. Uh, beautiful soul. This woman is very encouraging and she will help you understand what it means to trust God's timing. Um, definitely had a great time being inter- um, interviewing my sister. She allowed us to be interviewed on her podcast last year. Get the book. Enjoy this episode. Share this with a friend. Be blessed in Jesus' name. All right, guys. So we are blessed to have Tara in the building. And without further ado, we're going to add our special guest. Tara, please introduce yourself to the people. All I know is husband, well, wife and mom. I was going to say husband's name, but I don't want to have people stalking the guy yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. But wife, mom, podcaster, YouTuber, and now author of this book, Surrender Your Story. So tell us a little bit about yourself and... W- First of all, thank you for joining us on this podcast and tell people a little bit about yourself. Yeah, Tavares, thanks for having me on the show today. Um, I'm so hyped to be here and it was really fun um, to have you on my podcast a while ago to talk about your book. So it's full circle moment um, to be on the show. Um, Yeah, so wife and mom, um, my son is only like a year old. So we're like right in the middle of new parent life. Um, Also a lot of online ministry, have my own podcast called Truth Talks with Tara. Um, like Tavares just showed you, um, a book coming out in March, Surrender Your Story. So um, writing words, speaking words, um, just helping people to know, love, and live God's word. And we're doing it all from Oregon. So very upper left coast USA. Yeah. So what I love about it mainly already is the title. You're telling people to surrender your story. And I feel as though that's one of the most difficult things to do um, in our culture. Society, we we try to train our children to be independent. At least I think that's a, yeah, a healthy yeah. goal. You know, you want people to be yep. independent. You don't want people to feel as though I need X, Y, Z in order to be happy, you know? So sure. we're, we're telling people to be independent, but then you come and say, hey, surrender your story. So basically stop guiding yourself, you know? So how how do we navigate yeah, this yeah. season? Because I feel as though it's very difficult to give up control, even when it comes to God. So what are your thoughts on that? Oh yeah, no, I definitely recognize that this is probably one of the hardest things to do because it's not an easy message. Like when we hear surrender and let God lead instead of you take the lead, like it literally goes against everything within us. Um, And so this call to surrender our lives isn't a call to like, totally like throw our hands up in the air, right? Tavares, it's not like, okay, God, I'm just not going to do anything. It's a call to trust God and then move forward in faith. Um, So it's not like living this passive lifestyle. It's actually where we find the most freedom and purpose because you know, we're living in this world where people will say, oh, manifest your destiny. Like you are in control. Yeah, you yeah. are, you know, the most powerful person ever. Right. Mm-hmm. And those are the messages we're hearing. And it's not only just for secular people, it's for Christians too. Sometimes we start believing this lie. Yeah. And so it's getting back to literally what Jesus said in Luke nine, which is what this book is based off of. Like Jesus literally says, take up your cross, deny yourself and follow me. Mm-hmm. That's what it means to follow Jesus. And so when he's saying to surrender, it's saying like literally just trust your life to me. And then right. Proverbs, we read that literally like, you know, like God is the one who establishes our steps. We right. can keep walking in faith, but he's the one who guides us. And so that's really what this message is about. Yeah. So a lot of people, when they talk about Christianity, we we talk about a whole lot of verses except that one. 
Uh, deny yeah, yeah. yourself, yeah. take up your cross and follow me. So what are your thoughts? How does it look when someone is aiming to please God and God is calling them to deny themselves? Because I know some people, they believe it's like a, they don't view self-denial as though it's, you know, accepting what God has for them. They just view it as like as a punishment. So how do you, how do you view right, that? Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So um, if you to break it down real quick, Jesus was telling his disciples, he's like, if you want to come after me, meaning if you want to do life with me, you need to first take up your cross. So what does that mean? In that culture and context, taking up their cross, like they knew that crosses meant like literally like punishment and death. Yeah. And so he's like, you need to count the cost basically. Like, is it worth it to you to possibly face persecution and death for me? So count the cost, okay? And then number two is deny, your, deny yourself or die to yourself, which some versions say. So literally surrendering, like laying your life down, that's where the surrender aspect comes in, laying your life down and instead following what God has. So he was telling his disciples, you need to be willing to lay down your life and pick up my way of life instead. And then following him, literally just walking in step with him and learning from him. And so that's basically kind of like the quick breakdown of what it means to deny yourself. And again, hard thing to hear. But I think if we were to get past that, which the book helps us do, get past that idea and see that actually we find more freedom and purpose when we lay down what we want because God is God, and he has right. so much better in mind for us. Yeah, so one of my favorite verses in the Bible, Proverbs 3, um, starting at verse 5, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding, and all your ways acknowledge him, and he'll direct your paths. And I think a lot yeah. of people love that, and a lot of people accept that. But then it goes on, verse 7, I'm old school, King James. Um, I read other Let's translations, <laughs> but I memorize it um, that way. And yeah. it says, Be not wise in thine own eyes, fear the Lord, and depart from evil. You know, so... What, what, what I find interesting about that is a lot of us, we don't view our own hearts as evil. We don't view our own motives yeah. as evil. We don't believe our desires are evil. We just simply believe that yeah. God is just going to give us what we want. You know, so yeah. how was yeah. it uh, that maybe in your own personal life, how did you get to the point where you started to realize that even though I may have a good desire, that doesn't mean it's God's yeah. desire for me. So how did you get to that point where you started to surrender your will for his? Because- I feel like that's yeah. a very hard place for a Christian to reach. Oh, all the time. And one instance in particular that I can think of was in my relationship. So I started dating my now husband when I was like 17. So super young, um, younger than I thought I was going to date. And I was like, okay, we're going to like get married super soon. Like that's just, the, you know, the Christian way, like don't wait. Mm -hmm. But God's journey for us was actually, we didn't get engaged until we were like, like 20, 21, and it was longer than I thought of waiting. Yeah. And so I had to reconcile what I thought my plan was for getting that ring and getting married sooner than I thought. And then God actually having me wait. And so that was really hard for me to surrender because marriage is a good desire. Like you guys talk about this all the time, dating, marriage, like it's all really good desires and it's a gift from the Lord. But I had to be like, okay, like clearly the Lord has me to wait. And I had to question if God was still good because I started questioning if he was kind, if he was good to me, right. because he was making me wait. And instead that time actually, I mean, I was honestly really impatient, but in, in a lot of ways it taught me to depend on God more yeah. and to be like, okay, like his ways are higher. Even if I don't understand them, like we're told in Isaiah, like his, his ways are higher. His wisdom is right. way beyond what we can understand. Yeah. So guys, surrender your story by Tara. So my question is, um, and this is a bit of a curveball. Maybe I'm going to catch you 
out of left field with this one. Let's do it. You know, you, you guys got married young, so it's a little different from some of the people listening, much older than both of us, you know, that may still be single yeah. and waiting. But I think a lot of people yeah. are, man, this is Tavares on the ledge. I think a lot of people are single, not because of God's will, right? I don't, mm. I don't think it was God telling them you had to wait. I think the problem is they've been chasing what they've wanted so long. Mm. And God is just like... Mm. Okay, I'll, I'll let you do what you want to do. You know what I mean? But when it doesn't fulfill yeah. you, you're going to come back to me. So what is your, yeah. what would you say to those people who feel as though, oh, I'm just waiting on God's timing when God may be waiting on them to trust him, you know, because I think a lot of people are in that predicament where they're like, oh, I'm waiting on God for the job or I'm waiting on God for the spouse. And yeah, yeah, and maybe God is just waiting on you to, you know, to, to submit yourself, you know? So what are your thoughts on that? Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating all the must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. That's that's a huge aspect that we talk about in the book, too. It's like because I think a lot of times a big misconception that you hit on Tavares is that surrender means that I don't do anything. And so I'm just yeah. going to wait and wait and wait, and not do anything. But that's where the aspect of faith comes in. And mm -hmm. that's where we literally like if we don't know how to live and walk, we have God's word to direct us. And so a lot of times we can be idle and waiting because we think that's like the most like that's the best thing to do. Yeah. But waiting is actually really active. Waiting um, requires faith and waiting requires still following and moving with God. Um, but then some of us can be like, well, I'm just going to sit here in my season because that's where God has me. Right. But a lot of times when we're walking in step with the Lord, he will move us along on our journey. But if we're not taking steps in obedience, if we're not just doing simple things day to day, yeah, we're going to keep ourselves there. And like you said, Tavares, like God will be like, okay, I'll let you do your thing. Like he's done that to so mm -hmm. many people in the Bible. We read that he let them do their thing and it really brought them to a place of needing God and where they were frustrated with their lives. And then God was like, hey, I've been here all along. Yeah. Like, like just trust me, you know? Yeah. So I love the aspect of talking about the frustration because I think that even happened with the children of Israel. They wanted to get out of a situation yeah. so bad. They didn't really want God. They just didn't like the season they were in, you know? So wow. my question yeah. to you is, yeah. you know, in your book, you open up about a chronic illness that you had to deal with, still dealing with to this day. Uh, but yeah. To make it clear, like you have, you have what a lot of people are desiring, you know, young, yeah. beautiful family. You, it seems as though, man, I want that. You know, we check social media and it's just like, well, God, why isn't it my season? But there are other parts of your life where you've probably been frustrated and you're wondering like, God, where are you in the midst of all of these issues? You know, so yeah. tell, speak to the people, whether it's encouraging or just sharing where you were then and how you view it now. Just tell us about how it is when you're trying to live for God in a life that doesn't seem to make sense or in a life where it doesn't seem yeah. as though God may have been listening to you. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. So Tavares touched on that uh, chronic illness that I was diagnosed with when I was 14. You know, up until then, life had been really easy. Like, I'm just going to be super honest, like nothing was really hard. And then God decided to allow a chronic illness to be a part of my story. And since then, nothing has been the same. Nothing has been um, the way it was. And I really wrestled with the frustration of God, if you're good, why would you allow this to happen? And I was also like, a lot of things were derailed. Like I ended up dropping out of college. I ended up not being able to do things because of my physical limitations. 
expectations. And I was honestly really upset with him because I just felt like life was being pushed back and that I wasn't I, like, basically, I thought that God was withholding from me. And what I had to realize through all of that was that God was really using that. Like we live in a world that no matter what's going to have hard times, but the goodness of God is one that he will not waste a hard season. Yeah. And so I, I would say to someone who's like in the middle of their frustration and the middle of unmet desires and things like that, I just want you to know that God doesn't hold out on you and that he's not, he's not better to some people than he is to you. Like I've been thinking about that a lot. Like some people will look at maybe my life or Tavares's life or something and be like, well, they're married, you know, they have kids, they have the life that I want. They, that God must be better to them than he is to me. Yeah. But that's not how God works because God is good at his core. That's who he is. It doesn't change on circumstance. Wow. You know? <laughs> <laughs> now you preach it. I, 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 I had to drop that in. I'm sorry. Keep going. Keep going. No, I love it. I love it. No, basically <laughs> like I, that's what I had to reconcile. And I think that's when we put our hope in our circumstances. That's when we um, start to say that our circumstances are our God instead of God is our God. So if you're in the middle of that, I just want to remind you of that. And then also I've been thinking about this today. This is a kind of a curveball to virus, but like today as we're recording, it's Valentine's Day. And so I was thinking about like the contentment that we find in Christ and how mm -hmm. even as you know, I'm sure you know this too, like even as a wife and a mom, like I still need to find my contentment in Christ alone, no yeah. matter my relationship status, no yeah. matter how perfect my life seems on the surface, because truly my like contentment cannot be fully fulfilled in my husband mm -hmm. or my son or this book coming out, like literally anything. And when you try to do that, you're going to find that it, it doesn't work. Um, and so I guess a testimony from someone who's in that season that maybe you want that as a listener, just know that like when our contentment is in Christ first, then everything else will follow. Yeah. Colossians 2, 9 through 10, um, for in him dwells the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Then it goes on to say, and we are complete in him. And I think unfortunately, I mean, it's our emotions that guide us. Let's just yeah. make it clear. Our emotions are guiding us because why do I think I'm going to be happy in a relationship if I'm not happy without one? Happy with a job if I'm yeah. miserable without it. It's like you cannot place, you know, they call it um, destination addiction. And you just always feel as yeah. though I have to be at that next point. And I think it's extremely key that you made it clear for them that even though, you know, Valentine's Day, I have the spouse that I wanted. That does not mean I don't need to be content and yeah. first. Because there's some people that oh, I, don't yeah. I don't care to celebrate Valentine's Day. I will intentionally go out the day prior and the day after and not on Valentine's Day. Because <laughs> yeah. I, like, what is this? It's just making money off of us, you know? But there's a lot of people that they idolize love or they idolize mm -hmm. these celebrations. And now when they the expectation isn't met, now you feel as though mm -hmm. God is absent. Now you feel as though I'm married, but I'm not happy with the marriage. And it's like... Why? Yeah. Because you are idolizing something that God never told you to put on a pedestal. So I definitely think it's yeah. key that you made that clear because a lot of people, they feel as though they've arrived once they get to that that marriage, but divorce is still a thing. And even couples that don't right. get divorced, unfortunately, may not always be happy because they're expecting their spouse to be God. There's some needs that right, your spouse right. won't be able to, to fix or to meet. And you yeah. have to make sure yeah. that you have that yeah. connection with God first. But... Yeah, I literally was just thinking yeah, this morning, 
Oh yeah. I was just, I was just thinking real quick. Like I have gone to my husband and expected things of him that only God can, can fulfill. And mm. then when that doesn't happen because he's imperfect and he can't be God, like I'm frustrated and disappointed. And so that just goes to show that like, no matter relationship status you are, like we are going to be constantly frustrated and disappointed in our stories if we're yeah. not trusting God with them and letting God be God. <laughs> so. No, no, that's, that's good. And I know one of the things you talk about in your book is how we're how we have to learn to move at God's pace. And I think yeah. um, in our social media generation, all of us are not, we don't believe in that anymore. We wanna, mm -hmm. I wanna be on your pace. You just released a book, I need to release a book. Did you sell yeah. more copies than me? I need to, how do I sell? <laughs> and that's how we operate, you know? Like yeah. that guy went viral, I have to go viral. That couple is doing this, I have to do this. And I feel as though so much of our life is driven by expectations we allow the culture to put on us. Expectations. And sadly, yeah, it's good. even maybe people in church, you know, when are you going to get mm -hmm. married? When are you going to have kids? And we allow everyone yeah. other than God to tell us um, the pace right. we should live at. So talk to us a little bit about what it means to move at the speed that God has you or the, the, the race that God wants you to run. Yeah, that's good. And I'm, it's even preaching to my soul right now too, because like just in this season, comparison really fuels that. Like you said, like comparison fuels us to want to do things just because for this, like, like the sake of it, you know, like literally like last year, like when I had just turned in my manuscript and stuff, I have this revelation from the Lord. And he literally said, just because you can do something does not mean that you should do something and does not oh, mean that it's good. from me. Yeah. Right. So like we're in this world that it's like, it's can-do attitude, like you're really gifted. And I'm not saying that you're not and that we're not all given strengths, you know, to use for the Lord. But like, it doesn't matter in, unless we're like yielded to the Lord, unless we're like walking at its pace. And so in the book, we have a whole chapter about being patient and how that determines the pace in which we walk through this life. Because if we're impatient, we're rushing ahead of God and we're missing a lot of really cool things that he has for us in the, in the middle of it. Yeah. And so if surrender feels like a really hard thing for you to do, I would encourage you to ask the Holy Spirit to help you produce patience because patience is what helps you live each day in the unknown because that's yeah. what each day is. Like a lot yeah. of times we don't know what's going to happen. And so patience helps us be like, okay, surrendering feels more possible because I'm not living on my timeline. I'm going to live on God's timeline. Yeah, that's good. I, I once read a book that said, um, a life without prayer is a prideful life because what you're essentially telling God is I have mm. it all figured out. I don't need you because what prayer is, is asking God for help. You're connecting with him. You're building that relationship. So yeah. the moment you're, you're not praying is the moment you're telling God, well, I can do this on my own. So I want you to talk to us because I think that goes back into where we started the podcast on how we want to be so independent, but you had the boldness to say independence is overrated. So I want you to tell us a yeah. little bit about what does it mean? <laughs> how does that life look, whether in yourself or what you're striving for? Um, how does it look to be dependent on God rather than being independent from him? Yeah, that's good. Um, so yeah, we kind of open with it, how we're told as people like, and Tavares, I know you want this with your kids. Like you want to teach them to be independent, which is nothing wrong with that. But the independence crosses the line when we start to believe that we're self-sufficient, mm -hmm. which basically means that we're, we're okay on our own. Like we're an island. We're strong enough on our own to do whatever we want. And literally, if you look up synonyms for independent, it's self-sufficient. And what mm -hmm. does Paul say? In the epistles, he literally says, our sufficiency is not from ourselves, it's from God. And so when we, this is kind of like, this is kind of like a, um, 
I don't know, like a trigger or something that might be helpful in discerning if you have a control problem. And that is if you feel the need to, like you feel like you have it all under control, that you are strong enough on your own, which is another way to say that you feel like you're independent from God. And so that is a very big trigger for us to be like, okay, do I feel like everything is up to me, that life depends on me and that I have to strive and I have to hustle? And so that's when the flip side is dependence on God. And that's why independence is overrated because we were created to depend on God. But our world will tell us over and over again that you don't have to wait, that you are the author and creator of your story, that weakness is, you know, bad, like all these things. But like in God's kingdom economy, dependence and abiding in the true vine, John 15, is where we find our true strength. And so that's what I mean by independence is overrated because we were actually created to be dependent on God, not independent from God. And that's where we find our strength and that's where we find um, the, the ability to surrender. So let me ask you this question. Does that mean you're saying our, I guess, our control mindset or our desire to to guide ourselves, um, for lack of better words. Do you think that's what's causing most of the disappointment in our lives? Yeah, honestly, because I mean, I'm not saying that your desires and dreams for your lives are bad because mm-hmm. I talk about this in the book, like your dreams and desires are God given and yeah. they're not bad. I mean, unless they're sinful, like there's nothing wrong with it. But yeah, when we have this frustrate, like frustration of our lives, when things don't work out, it's because we were holding too tightly to what we wanted yeah. instead of being open to what God had. Yeah. So, so let me ask you this then. Uh, a great point. Great point. Thank you for clearing that up. Um, but there's a lot of people who who feel as though, well, I have a good desire, so it must be God's plan for me. It must be God's desire, mm. you know. So how do how does a person differentiate between this is God's will for my life, and this is just a good desire that I have? You know what I mean? And it's and yeah, it's not that yeah. I'm trying to put you in a hard spot, but I, I believe there's a lot of people who they have some desires that are good, but because it's mm-hmm. not aligned with where God is trying to take them, it can lead them yeah. astray. Because wanting a spouse mm-hmm. is an amazing thing, but what if God is trying to teach you something in the season? You know, so exactly, how, yeah. So tell me, tell me how um, a person can recognize some differences in that. Yeah, one hundred percent. I what brought to mind was the story of David when he literally wanted to build a temple for God, yeah, and it was a great desire, right? Okay, so he's like, I want to build you this temple, not like for myself, but to honor you and to give you the glory because you're the holy of holies, right? So amazing desire, amazing dream, um, really cool path that he had wanted his life to play out for. He's like, I want to build this for you, Lord. But God said no. And David was like, I'm sure he was like, what? Like, this is a good yeah. thing. Like, I'm trying to give you honor and glory. Like, what? I have good intentions. Why are you not doing this? And for some reason, the Lord said no. But it was fulfilled later on. But God said no because he wanted someone else to do it. That was a part of his plan. We may never know why. But that's what God had. And so when we're thinking about God's will and we're thinking about reconciling our dreams and desires for God's will, how do you differentiate between the two? I think one of the really cool things is knowing, is it a sin or not? Like, because sometimes I think we're so crippled with decisions and God's will and we're trying to like figure it out like it's a scavenger hunt. But literally, like God's like, I've given you everything you need in my word and that's your roadmap for life. And so surrendering and trusting literally goes hand in hand with following God's like word, which is God's will for your life. So just to clear that up, God's word that he's revealed to you is your like is his will for your life. And so knowing like, does my dream and desire line up with God's word? And if it does, if it's not sinful, then I can move forward in faith and I can I can take steps to achieve that, but also be very open handed while I'm taking those steps to if God maybe will send me on a different path, you know? 
Yeah, I think that's key. Um, the the very last thing you really said, where where you allow your spirit to be open to, well, this yeah. is what I believe it is. But if God is shifting my plans, then I have to be willing to change my plans with Him. And I say that because yeah. we can't lock God in a box. Um, there's mm-hmm. so many times where God wants to do something, but we limit Him because we want it done a certain way. And you know, a lot of people always ask, like, is God dating something you always thought of? No. Not that was the last thing yeah. on my mind. Didn't care to talk about relationships. Didn't even have a relationship when the page started, you know. But I remember being a kid, yeah. and you know, the preacher was like, "Write down what you, what it is you believe God has called you to do." And I wrote down to preach to nations. I would have never wow. thought that would have started from an online ministry about relationships with a guy. Yeah. I'm like, so in my mind, I'm expecting God to work things a certain way, traditional behind the pulpit type speaker, and and obviously, yeah. you know, still still do things like that to this day, but it's the fact that God had to redirect me and allow me, I had to be willing to say, well, whatever your will is. And the reason why um, I like your point, because there's a verse that I was just looking up while you were talking, Psalms 37 verse four. I believe a lot of people are, this verse is one of the most taken out of context, in my opinion, but delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And I think a lot of people view it as though, well, just go to church and God gives you whatever you want, you know, or just, right. you know, yeah, yeah. just, just um, be content in every season and God is going to bring that spouse. And it's like, that's literally not yeah. how that works at all. You know, so tell yeah. me a little, I don't, I don't want to preach on that, but tell me a little bit of how you view that verse. Um, yeah. When the Bible tells us to delight in him, and he'll give you, give us the desires of our Yeah. Heart. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. So a lot of you, you aim to get to your best self. Me personally, I feel like I'm at my best self when I've been constant in my word, of, in the word of God and seeking God and church and exercise and having a great time with my family. All those things is when I feel at my best. But to be honest, it's kind of hard to get there unless you are in a right space, both mentally and emotionally. A lot of times we Christians, we only focus on our spiritual, but we also have to focus on our emotional health. And I believe that Having therapy in your life can help you with good coping skills, good boundaries, allow you to uncover the things that you're really dealing with and help you learn the necessary tools in order to resolve them. So if you're a person that's thinking about giving therapy a try, I would encourage you to try BetterHelp. They're a great option because they're both, it's convenient, flexible, affordable, and it's entirely online. Um, and just fill out a brief questionnaire, and after you finish with that questionnaire, they'll pair you, pair you with a, a therapist, a licensed therapist that you're able to switch at any point in time, so that won't be an issue. So if you would like to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Godly to get, today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Godly. So yeah, I love that you brought up Psalm 37, 4, because it's literally one of the verses that we talk about a lot in the book. Um, And I totally agree. It's one of the most taken out of context verses because I get it. If you look at it face value, it does sound like just be happy, be joyful in the Lord. And then that will basically bring about anything that you want in this life. Um, but the the real true context and meaning of this verse, they're saying delight yourself first in the Lord, meaning find your joy and your peace and your delight and your contentment in Christ first. And then through that, when you're connected and you're abiding in him, then your desires will start to kind of change and they'll start to be more aligned with God's will and God's way. 
So that's where I think a lot of people get tripped up, but it's truly like we got to keep priorities and first things first, keeping God as our greatest delight and our desire. And then he will shape us into desiring the things of God. And then when things in our lives like pitfalls and U-turns and our plans don't go the way we wanted, we can be like, oh, well, like, okay, I can rock with that. I can move with that because I first am content in Christ. Yeah, this has been a, a, a great episode um, on each aspect we've managed to touch on. But I'm going to leave, yeah. leave you the, the final words with you. Um, there's going to be obviously some people that are listening that are single, dating, yeah. and married. And there's going to be some people that, whether they're in any of those categories, some of them are going to be very frustrated with whatever season they're in because they can't control what it is that they Well, life would be amazing if I only had this. You know, and it seems like that thing yeah. keeps eluding them. So what what can you say to those people listening to this that their season seems chaotic? Yes, God may be good to yeah. them, you know, but they just don't see that light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, I, that's very real, first of all. And to those listening that can relate to what Tavares just said, I don't want to diminish your feelings because that's real. Like your circumstances can be so overwhelming sometimes. Um, but I think my encouragement to you would be to – just focus on getting to know the God that saved you because when we know who he is, when we get to know that we can, when we can say with confidence that God is good, good not just because other people say it, but because we know that, then that changes everything. When we yeah. know God and who he is and that he's good and that he's loving, that he's trustworthy, all these things, when we read our word and actually spend time with him, mm -hmm. that's going to change the way that we trust him with our lives. Because how could we possibly ever surrender and trust someone with the steering wheel of our lives if we don't know them. So I would yeah. just encourage you to get to know God, fall in love with him, because when you do, you'll see that he is trustworthy and that when you know how wise and how powerful he is, then you're going to be like, I'm really excited for the God of the universe who created me, who sent his son to die for me, that he wants to write my story and he's going to yeah. blow me away. Like you can bank on that when you know who he is. Yeah. And I think that's key. Um, the fact that you're mentioning you have to know who he is because, and, yeah. I, and I'm not trying to extend a podcast, but I think a lot of people, they really don't know God. <laughs> you know, it's like mm -hmm. they have, they have their idea of him. We've fallen in love with the, the Jesus that is presented to us through memes and yeah. through cool preachers. But when you actually have a relationship with God, you know, Paul was in the middle of prison and then they still mm -hmm. consider Philippians the book talking about the most joy, you know, because it yeah. didn't matter the type of season that he was in. You know, Paul said, yeah. I can do all things through Christ. And while many of us, we take that as though I can pass my test, even though I didn't study, I can <laughs> lose weight, even yeah. though I'm eating Doritos. That has nothing to do with Paul's context. <laughs> Paul is letting you yeah. know that whatever season God's put, put places me in, I know how it is to still serve him, to still praise him, to still understand that uh, it's, it's only temporary because ultimately God is my goal. You know, so I think it's key, like she's saying, guys, yeah. we have to develop our own walk with God because you can't yeah. base your salvation off of what everyone else is saying or what everyone else Good. is doing. Uh, but can't thank you enough for today's episode. Thank you. Straight up, not that I'm the part. <laughs> I, I, no, honestly, like there's some guests where oh, it's like you, you're not really sure. Yeah. But it's like this book, I feel like it can honestly encourage, you know, millions Aww. of people because a lot of people know what it, exactly what it means to be frustrated. But then you have yeah. society telling them what it means to find your best inner self and your best life now. And yeah, we're not yeah. aiming, we're not aiming to make this life better. We're aiming to find God's will 
because in his will is peace, yep. joy, love. It's you good. know, so I honestly think this is a great, um, great opportunity. And I appreciate you for joining us today. Tavares, thank you so much. Um, I really admire you and Safa and Godly Dating and have been encouraged since we became friends talking about your book. So uh, it's a big honor to be on your podcast. Um, your community is amazing. And so I just hope that this message would encourage them. Guys, you heard it here first. Um, if she's a fan and you have not purchased our book, then you're a terrible person. Uh, I'm kidding. She didn't say that. <laughs> but guys, the link is going to be in the description box to both get Golly Dating 101 and also get Surrender Your Story. And we don't want you to just simply read it, but we want you to figure out what it means to surrender your will to God's because we know in his will is true joy and true peace. So thanks again to Tara, and we'll see you guys again next week. Peace.